Hey, good morning, my friends. Skip here for a somewhat whispered podcast. Um, my wife is uh, sleeping in. Uh, she uh, works very hard at her job <clears throat> and uh, trying to give her some rest. Uh, never forget how important rest is. So it's about 745. I'm Got a couple minutes before I have to get on with my day, and I thought I would offer you a few thoughts. Um, I want to talk about what other people project onto you. So let's just briefly revisit sort of the theory, right? We, We bring in what we perceive, we process it through... Uh, the tapes, the programming that we have, which in the theory that I'm proposing is malformed for all of us, me included, uh, because we have not learned to be authentically ourselves. And then we project that reality out. And I have said it before, I will say it again, human beings are very powerful reality-making apparatus. (laughs) We are very powerful uh, reality-making beings. And that's not to say that we can create matter, you know, or start fires with our brains. Maybe we can't, I I can't, I don't know. But what I'm talking about is creating the circumstances by which we live individually and collectively. And so we do that. We, We bring, we perceive, we process, we project automatically. That's what we do. It's who we are. It's our purpose. And, uh, we're not aware of that. And so we don't know how to project out what is healthy and authentic. We project out what we know. We bring in the data. We process it through our programming, through what the world has taught us, and we project it. And it's that projection, and more specifically, the projection put on you or me or any individual that I want to talk about briefly right now. Have you ever stopped to think about how people perceive you? What people put on you? uh, How they look at you? uh, Family members, co-workers. I will tell you one of the very acute lessons I learned as a a pastor, as a clergy person, uh, which I was for many years was that people are looking to put upon other people their problems, their issues. Uh, It goes beyond blame. Uh, Blame is part of it. Blame is a very... uh, can be, let me say it that way, a very immature human response to difficulties, to trials, to tribulations. Uh, I have four children, ranging from the ages of 32 to 13. And those four kids uh, all went through, uh, some still going through, some have passed through, the process of blaming the world, others, mom and I, whoever. So part of our projection is blame, but I'm, I'm talking about what people put on you and what you own. And so when we begin to try to define ourselves, 
we find that very quickly we get ourselves into some spiritual uh, deep water, some spiritual quicksand, if you will. Um, I don't want to use the word trouble because I think we have to identify with something probably. But it's what we identify with. It's what, who we say we are and, and also who people say we are. So just let me share a little of my personal experience uh, some of what I've learned. Uh, there, there's an aspect of this life where you uh, become sort of the repository for other people's brokenness. If you are in the help uh, profession, if you are a teacher, a social worker, a clergy person, a therapist, what have you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These jobs that involve you intimately in other people's lives, people project onto you their own brokenness. And what happens uh, more often than not is that because those of us who go into the help profession are not aware of ourselves, we tend to own that projection. And so we end up carrying around these multiple identities formed in uh, the dualism and the, and the non-authentic reality. And so we end up living out of, out of those projections. And that's unfortunate. It's, it's often the ruin of many people. Uh, let me give you a historic example. Uh, I'm a music fan. Uh, my favorite band is Nirvana. If you don't know the band Nirvana, they came out in the 1980, in 1989, I think the first album, 88. Uh, they were a sort of uh, hard rock band, um, sort of with a punk rock ethos. Anyway, uh, in 1991, their album became one of the most famous albums ever recorded. The album was called Nevermind, and it made them an instant success. And the, the, the writer, the singer, and the leader of that band was a, a young man named Kurt Cobain. And Kurt Cobain began to be called the voice of his generation. People began to put upon this young Mr. Cobain all of this angst, all of this uh, thought about uh, my generation, Generation X, and the way the world was. We were just coming out of, you know, uh, the 80s. We were still in uh, a very sort of conservative mode in the country. And my generation, including me, put upon this young man these uh, titles, these interpretations of who he was, we projected upon him our angst, our disappointment. And because of Kurt Cobain's sensitivity, because of his spiritual sensitivity, you can hear in his music, it really crushed him. Uh, he ended up committing suicide uh, in April of 1994. Uh, and I really, and he was... Uh, you know, very heavily into drugs. And I, I can't help 
but think and, and really know on some level that the reason that was his story was because of the projections that people put on him. Not just the society, but uh, his bandmates, his record company, his family. Uh, and to a lesser degree, we all have that. Now, maybe you're not in the help profession, but you still have people projecting onto you things. People projecting onto you their own expectations of who you should be. People projecting onto you uh, disappointments. Maybe you have hurt people. Maybe you have helped people. Probably done both. People will project onto you all of that. And the danger, the challenge is that if we are not aware of that projecting onto us, we begin to own those persona. We begin to own those ways of being human that people project onto us. One of the great rebellions I had, one of the, one of the big reasons I finally decided to leave institutional religion was because I just could not stand people projecting onto me anymore. Uh, if you own enough of other people's projections, you will lose yourself. You will lose your own authenticity. And you will be at the whim of those people. You'll be at the whim of the world. That's what happened to Mr. Cobain. I've seen it happen to many people. I've seen highly sensitive people get into the help professions or get into professions uh, because they want to help. And it, they end up being wrecked against the rocks of that profession because in their sensitivity, they have owned these projections. My point is this, folks. Don't forget that every human being you make eye contact with, every human being that speaks to you, every human being that sees you on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, any human being you look at at a stoplight is projecting onto you a reality. And the only way to deal with that is to search for and gain to whatever degree you can your own authentic reality, your own authenticity, and again, that authenticity is only found in kindness, love, generosity, forgiveness, uh, caring for others, compassion. That's the only way to find authentic humanity. And that's the only way to protect ourselves, to guard ourselves from the projections that the people still caught in the matrix, the false reality are projecting upon us. There you have it, my friends. Uh, sort of a deep subject in a brief time, but uh, think about what I said. Uh, find yourself, find your authenticity, and don't fall into the projections of others. We will talk to you later, my friends. I thank you for your time. Bye-bye.